everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-host Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, we've got some basketball to talk about as UAB falls in Jonesboro, Arkansas, 87-68 to to the now 3-7 and Arkansas State Red Wolves. But before we get into that discussion, this game recap episode and all game recap episodes of football and now basketball season are brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company. And guys, if you haven't checked out their Oka Uba IPA, you definitely need to check that out. Um, one of my favorites that I like to uh, drink, especially um, over the weekend. But check out Oka Uba IPA and they have a bunch of solid core beers um, and go down and check the tap room out um, down there where they have a bunch of beers and cocktails for you non-beer drinkers. Um, they have everything for you. So check out Cahaba Brewing Company. And thank you again for sponsoring the Blazer Victory Podcast and getting us through these tough times. So we're going to need to talk about this game. Uh, guys, I know, you know, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks since we popped in your free feed. Um, we took a week off. Um, but definitely you can expect us at least once a week in the free feed. And of course, all of the content that we pump on our Patreon. If you are not a Patreon supporter, check out patreon.com slash blazerpod as we are getting in transfer portal season with football um, recruiting season. So definitely more great content on the Patreon uh, to come as well as interviews. You know, we had a, another one-on-one -on -one with Trent Dilfer. To recap the 2023 season and looking forward into, uh, you know, some recruiting and into the 2024 season. Uh, so if you're a Patreon supporter and have not checked out that interview, I highly uh, recommend you checking out that interview. Um, but guys, let's talk about this basketball team. They are not up to expectations right now. We are not going to just, you know, I saw I did, you know, Steve Irvine made this tweet. Um shortly after the game. And I agree with them. There are some fans saying that this team is trash. Um, I'm not going to say that this team is trash. They're just not performing at the level that at near the level that we anticipated this team uh, to perform. UAB gives up 80, 87 points. So that is the fourth straight game in a row that they've given up 80 plus points. And guys, this defense just isn't going to cut it. Um, and I'll, I'll throw it to Darian first to get your just initial rea initial reaction. And we can, you know, we can, obviously this is a game, Arkansas State game recap episode, but we've seen this building up these last few games. Um, but Darian, what are you seeing from the UAB Blazers on the basketball court to just struggle so mightily on the defensive side of things? Yeah, the first thing I'm going to tell you, I didn't see the game, and I'm happy I didn't. I looked at the stat sheet. I was really busy. I tell you who did get a win. I got a win. I got a win with my my eight and under uh, girls team, and I'm proud of the girls. Well, let's go. And let's you go. know, show, showing leadership and grit and tenacity out there. Um. So, and then I had to um, attend and watch another game for my other daughter. Um. Yeah. So. I'm glad I didn't because Jimmy sent a clip of, you know, coach talking about the team. And it's the intangibles. They go back to the intangibles. It's funny because this is what we've been claiming that we haven't been seeing for the for the whole year, basically. It's like, hey, we need to see some edge. We need to see some fire. 
we need to see passion. I need to see somebody slapping the floor. We talked about it. What was the um, the game we lost? We almost lost to was it Alcorn? Yes, that was no, no. Yeah. It was a it was it was it Alcorn. It was another game after that as well. And Barto, it, it could have been Alcorn. Um, I saw a whole bunch of passion. No, it was the game that we did, we actually did lose in Barto. That was Alcorn, but what was the other game we actually lost in Barto? McNeese. Yeah, McNeese. McNeese. That was the game when I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Not because of the skill level or the talent level. It was our, I just, it's just the image of seeing that guy lose the ball out of bounds and run it. And it was, it was UAB's ball and he was pumped up and the bench was Mm. pumped up and every, it was so much fire. And our guys was just there, just there. There's no, passion nobody nobody on the team forget what jelly walker brought as a scorer which we really need that shooting which we don't have or as a playmaker which we don't have but as a leader he was the he was the guy just from his smile to his scowl to his fire like he did everything trey jemison the way that forget the block shots the the shot blocker he was and the rebounder that he was and the the solid, just the Greek statue looking guy that he was, he communicated. Every single play on the defensive end, you would see him communicate here, here, here. He talked a lot. They call him the mayor for a reason. We just don't have any of that. And coach really, really grilled the team. I've never heard coach talk like that, like AK, Really, just was laid it all out there. He said he's never been around. He's never been around a team like this, to where it's just no kind of edge, no kind of passion. Dude, when I go out and I play basketball right now, if it's one of those competitive games, I am passionate. I want to win. I don't care who's out there. It's uh, it's us versus y'all, and I want to win. And I'm gonna give you everything I got. I'm talking noise. I'm hustling. I'm fouling, whatever, whatever. But what I see, I just, and I think that starts, it starts from the top down, right? And I think the guys' personalities that we have as leaders, they haven't shown that. And I was scared of this going into the season. I'm being totally, totally honest. So the last basketball episode, I kind of issued it out as a challenge. Like, hey, easy, you know, this is what I want. You're a, you're you got all the talent. You got the quick twitch. You can do it all, right? Like, you're explosive. You're one of the best athletes um, in the AAC. But, like, do it's more to basketball than just being athletic and being gifted. Like, you have to get the players to buy in. And the program has been handed to you and JVN and all these guys. And it's on y'all as the players, the coaches trust you guys to get the other guys to buy in and jail together. I've seen none of it. I've seen none of it. I've seen Tony, Tony try here and there. I've seen uh, Butters Johnson try. Shout out to Yax. You know, Yax is battling. He's doing his thing. Um, He's improving. But all I see is kind of like, you know, I don't know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's just this this era of kids. It's like 
is it accountability and change or is it oh i'm not i'm not being put in the best situation i need to transfer out let me go to that's that's i just hate i hate and i don't know this is not me i'm not talking about our team i'm just talking about in general here i don't know if that's what's going on but i just i wish it was more so of this is how we are performing this is what i am doing wrong and i need to be accountable and i need to change that versus Coaches whack, these fans whack, my teammates, they I need to transfer. That's what I feel like that's what we see a lot nowadays. Like, I don't know, I'm out. So I don't know, man. I'm just interested to see what player, any player, everybody's been given opportunities. What player is really gonna step up on the intangible side and change the culture of what's going on right now? Because if they don't, this is going to keep getting uglier and uglier and uglier. Dan, that's the truth of it. Hey, you know, uh, <clears throat> you mentioned about um, having passion, energy. You know, some of AK's best teams that he's coached in his career, he's had that score first, fiery, passionate guard that he's had to calm down. I mean, for our listeners, look up Marshall Henderson. You guys – uh, remember Marshall Henderson, that dude would hit a three and flip the bird. He might get kicked out of the game, right? But that dude helped AK um, cut down the nets uh, and win an SEC championship. And you had Jelly, um, you know, who just had all the passion, you know, jumping up on the scorer's table, celebrating with the fans, running down the court, you know, all those great memories. And, and sometimes he would get a little bit too emotional in games, had to be calmed down a little bit. Right now, uh, what we're seeing in the court is a lot of guys that, in my opinion, AK is trying to exert energy, right? He's not trying to calm people down. He's trying to get people edged up. And uh, that's not something that we're used to, right? Um, but, you know, just going back to the Arkansas State game, obviously a stunner. I mean, I think UAB went into the game favored by four and a half points, um, you know, despite the record. And I said this in the last podcast, I did not think that we had uh, a bad loss uh, when we recorded around the McNeese. Even the McNeese team that UAB lost to in Bartow Arena uh, is not a bad basketball team. It is going to wreck their Southland Conference this year with Will Raid at, at head coach. So they're going to have a solid season. Um, but then shortly thereafter, losing to Southern Miss and then Arkansas in uh, back-to-back games, uh, one of one of which at bar to arena and then the other two a first year head coach at arkansas state is uh now we have a bad loss um so um the arkansas state game in particular um was interesting because uh both teams were shooting the ball well um and you, you had a moment in the first half that was pretty scary uh eric gaines had uh, you know, had, had got a big dunk and then landed kind of awkwardly and, and kind of tripped over the cameraman, if you guys saw that. And uh, he went out for a little bit. Um, and we haven't seen a lot of minutes without Eric Gaines playing. I mean, he plays whatever it is, probably 33, 34 minutes a game. He was coming off a contest against Southern Miss. I believe he played every single minute, right? So what we've seen is, is you know, uh, performances with Eric Gaines in the court. But we had a small sample size where EG was forced out of the lineup. And again, super small sample size, but you know, for the for the minutes in between EG going out and then at the under, I think it was around the end of four, 
he came back in. Um, it, it was actually the only stretch of the ball game where where UAB was really effective offensively. But it came in. He went three of three. Uh, Daniel Ortiz hit his first three, uh, despite missing his last few. Uh, but UAB, if memory serves me right, had hit seven of their next nine shots. Um, and they had turned, I believe it was a two-point deficit into a three-point lead uh, when Eric returned. And then Eric came in, um, you know, with some of those guys. And unfortunately, UAB missed one of their next, where they only made one of their next six shots, and they turned over four times. Um, and then the deficit had ballooned to eight. Very small sample size, but it was interesting to me because um, UAB is fighting to find any type of rhythm offensively um, and any type of lineup that can defend the basketball. Now, I will say this. Uh, even when EG went out for that stretch, nobody defended for UAB. I mean, there was moments where everybody, uh, you know, had, uh, unfortunately, um, lapses on the defensive end. And that's not a one-person thing. That's a whole uh, when those rotations get lost and you're just seeing guys just wide open, you can talk about the guys getting the open looks in the corner on the one three one. But there were plenty of times where it was just rotations. AK's talked about middle ball screen, like inability to stay in front of people. I mean, it's 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 a shared thing, right? Um, but the Arkansas State game, uh, despite I think it was eight points in the first half, uh, one thing that really surprised me was was points in the paint. So we were down 10 points in the paint in the first half, and that actually ballooned. Uh, UAB lost the battle points in the paint 40 to 26 to Arkansas State. And another big stat was just uh, despite being plus two in the offensive rebounding category, they were minus nine in second chance points. Uh, and Arkansas State had 18 second uh, chance points, and that was a season high. UAB, uh, before uh, the contest against Arkansas State, was giving up roughly nine second, ch- second chance points a game. Uh, so obviously the 18 was a season high and twice as many as they were uh, giving up beforehand. Uh, and then Arkansas State bench, one more thing in Arkansas State. I mean, yeah, they hit 13 threes, but I mean, their bench guys came in. They were just like on fire. Like it was like, I mean, just heat check after heat check, like wide open shot. And that's what will happen uh, when, when you've got some poor rotations and guys get hot. And then the underdog gets that mentality. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like they can't miss. And so. There's a lot of questions um, to be answered for this basketball team right now. Uh, there's a lot of season left to be had. But the biggest questions for me is what adjustments can be made. If it's the makeup and the personality and the chemistry of the team, if that's the core issue, then what can solve that? Because AK can continue to throw in different guys and you know do his mismatch zones um and you know again give other people opportunities but if nobody's going to take that responsibility like if no one's going to do it then what can you do and one last note on ak so uh something i was looking up uh after the game was ak has been a head coach for like 15 plus years he's had one losing season ever and it was his last season at Ole miss right now we're four and five so i'm not saying we're going to have a losing season this year but this is a dang successful head coach uh, and if there was somebody that I wanted to be at the realm to kind of help turn this around, it's definitely AK. But, you know, I have no idea what the answer is. Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is either, Jimmy. Um, but, I mean, shoot, somebody's got to speak up on that court. Where is the leadership on this court? 
You both of you guys have mentioned, and I want some veteran leadership. Where is JD? You you look at JD's stat. He only attempted one field goal, and that was late in the game, right, Jimmy? Like, did he? It was a dish. It was a dish. It was a good pass to him, and he had a wide open dunk. But wasn't that late in the second half? Oh yeah, yeah, it was late. So what are we doing? Like, well, JD, JD specifically, like. <clears throat> He came out in the first game, and I was very impressed. There was a lot of talk in the offseason about his conditioning, and he has proven that he can play much more minutes than he had in the prior season if he can stay out of foul trouble. Big if, right? Um, And offensively, he is really good when he's not double-teamed. But we talked about right after the first game, I think we did an instant reaction. I was like, we're basically running every play through him offensively. And guess what happens when you do that? The other team is going to focus all of their attention on that, right? And so then when that has happened, unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, uh, JD has struggled to pass out of double teams uh, to teammates. And then when he has, unfortunately, the teammates have not been hitting perimeter shots. So it's kind of been like double-edged sword, right? So that's not the point to blame anyone in particular, but I would doubt for the first few, you know, the first four playing years of JD's career, he's seen the amount of double teams and the attention that he is now. And that's got to be really frustrating as someone that's never been double teamed in their uh, <laughs> pickup basketball, uh, you know, um, in my lifetime, I can only imagine how frustrating it is every time you get the ball, you're going to get double teamed. Right. So um, I think it's just been a double whammy. I, my biggest thing with JD um, is he played, let's see here, 27 minutes and he had four boards um and we've talked about the defensive rebounding a few times i know that yaks is like eating those boards up and it probably doesn't help when the other team is scoring at the output that they are you know and not having as many misses but i would like to see um whether it be jd or any of these guys that are struggling in you know the um the offensive side of the ball to impact the game in other ways whether it be as darian stated slapping the floor getting in front of somebody getting a big block getting a big steal you know doing some lifting their teammates up, making their teammates better. And that's something that I would like to see um, starting with our veteran leadership. Um, you know, JD and, and EG as the team tries to figure this out and get out of this bad spot. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, Jimmy. I said I, veteran leadership, whether that's JD or EG, either one, hopefully both, but they need to step it up on the court, be vocal leaders, because we we've said, you know, we've got a lot of transfers in. But these guys are returning and capable of doing more than what they have so far. So if we're if we're going to put the emphasis on running everything through these two guys, if shots don't fall or you're just not able to get baskets in JD's case, hey, you're going to have to uplift guy the other guys, and you know slap the floor, get show some emotion, act like we give a damn to be there, you know, and that's the frustrating part in watching bits and pieces of the Arkansas state, because I turned it off too. second half. I turned it off because I saw everything I needed to see. And I started watching the army Navy game. Where is the emotion? The only emotion I saw in Jonesboro was from yaks. And it is so good to see that young man get going, but JD and EG guys, you know, you're, you're, you can do more than you have been. And that's just an, a challenge that we're issuing to those two guys because we know that they can be vocal leaders. And that, that's something that they, you know, said in the interview on the Patreon, what I did you know, a few weeks ago. Like they they need to be confident and vocal leaders on the court. 
And, you know, you, you worry with Andy Kennedy's postgame speech saying nobody really said anything after the game in the locker room. You That's just weird. got Yeah, is that That's not weird? weird? Yeah. Like, you got your butt whooped and nobody seems to care. Like, twice in a row. Twice he in wouldn't a, say that. Doing? I mean, he. I mean, he said that. I mean, AK is a transparent guy, right? Yes. I mean, so I'm glad he did. And he has not named any particular player. It was one of his post games in recent uh, weeks in which he alluded to the fact that he really can't with, with today's, um, you know, college athlete. Like, you don't want to be canceled. You don't want to have uh, create any additional issues. But um, I'm sure he feels um, the same way that some fans do where he's looking at certain players and expecting – out of them because that's just the reality whether you're in the workplace you're um you know you're talking about sporting like you're you're in a team environment people are anointed roles people assume roles people reveal themselves and take control and we're at the point now where we need to use a, a football trent dilfer term we need people to reveal themselves in the you know in the phase of leadership right but one thing i forgot to say earlier was um i had wrote a note down before halftime uh, I said that UAB is trying to match Arkansas State from deep and should not be getting a three-point shooting competition, in my opinion. UAB needs to slow the pace down and beat them in the post. Minus 10 points in the paint is atrocious, is what I wrote down. Uh, unfortunately, the points in the paint stat, as I read earlier, did not get better in the second half. And unfortunately, UAB, despite hitting 6 of 14 threes in the first half, finished the game 6 of 24. Uh, so they went 0 for 10 from three in the second half. And the interesting stat you know, as we kind of look to see how can we stylistically, you know, turn this around, how can we win games, is UAB is actually winless this year when it attempts 20-plus threes. Uh, and in three of the four wins, UAB has attempted 13 or less. So we're just talking about attempts at this point. We know makes and efficiency like we're not doing well. And we talked about this, I think, in the last basketball episode, is that AK's teams at UAB, despite AK, AK being the big-time three-point shooter he was at UAB, have not been high-volume three point shooting teams he's had some three-point shooting guys like a jelly um but we cannot go out in these games and shoot 20 plus threes and expect to hang up with people like we do not need to be we do not need to be getting in those types of battles with people yaks is one of the guys that i know he's had some games in which he's gotten in foul trouble but in my opinion when you look at just who has gotten the who's improved the most from game one or even if you want to count the exhibition when we first saw yaks play his stat line was ridiculous on Saturday. He impacted the game in ways that, like, I mean, he was everything. He was in transition. He was getting to the free throw line. He was blocking shots at the rim. One time he blocked someone so hard, I forgot if it was in the first or the second half, but, like, it, one of the team, one of UAV's teammates was, like, trying to, like, calm him down just a little bit because, like, he was about to get a tee because he was celebrating. Like, I mean, it, it was it was a huge block. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the Arkansas State guy that he blocked in the next possession hit a three, but whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, Yax is just tremendous. And so despite, you know, some of the, you know, concerns that we have, a stat line where you have 17, 10, you have five assists. All of those were in the first half, by the way. And a lot of those were dish outs, you know, when he was getting pressure in the post and when they were, you know, constraining into the defense. He was getting it out to Tony. Tony, he was trying to put on his own Jelly Walker, you know, impression in the first half, hitting three threes, I think it was. But then they have five blocks as well uh, in a steal. I mean, dude was just freaking everywhere. And so hopefully... He was trying to care. He tried to do his part. He yeah. tried to care. Yeah. And maybe maybe what we see 
is uh, hopefully a continued effort. Uh, and he came off the bench in this game. Isn't that cool? Uh, I just thought about that. He came off the bench in this game, and Christian Coleman got the start, only played 13 minutes. I had five turnovers, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know, guys. Um, I am just as big of a fan as, as anybody listening to this you know, show and, and will try to be as optimistic as I possibly can. But I feel like you know, the biggest thing this team needs right now is someone or multiple people to reveal themselves. And uh, two of the guys I'm looking at, is we have an upcoming game against Alabama A&M on Wednesday. And we have two guys on our team from the Huntsville, Alabama area, I believe, and Tony Tony and Butta. And those are two guys that are guys that came in high school, you know, recruits that are from the state of Alabama that I think have some real um, love, you know, for this team. And, and those are two guys I think, and I would hope, can maybe start to kind of turn this ship around starting on Wednesday evening in Huntsville? Well, I just think that I'm a guy that tries to learn from history, right? So the reason I was so optimistic and I still am with UAB football is, you know, you got new everything come in, a whole bunch of new players. You kind of see what works, what doesn't work. You kind of see some players. Now you build from there. You have a foundation. Now that's when the clock officially starts ticking. Like, okay, we did have some success in some areas. Let's throw these areas. Let's promote this guy. And they showed the willingness to demote and promote as time goes on. And now we're going to see more and more what they want to do. Um, AK has been here for a while. <clears throat> you know, EG was here. Butter was here. Tony, Tony was here. JV and Davis. We already have a baseline of um, expectations here. And we have a baseline of familiarity with the coach. And all, we had all of this. So we can talk about transfers and everything. Listen, that's college basketball, right? And then we, we, we've we had a couple games in. We've played other teams with a whole bunch of transfers, okay? So I remember when we played against Bradley, you know, the first thing, the big thing that coaches were talking about is like the, the lack of tape on each team you got. You know, we we you don't know the, the style of play, how they're going to come out, what player does what. Okay, that's cool, right? It's like once we start getting film on teams, we can adjust, right? But you know what's happening is teams get film on you too. They get film on you too. So what are the clear things to check for for UAB? You know, we like to go 1-3-1 one, one to disrupt rhythm. Practice You practice against the 1-3-1. One, you know where your players are going to be. UAB is poor in communication. You keep swinging the ball, you, you run enough ball screens, somebody is bound to not switch or, you know, they're going to play drop too far and it's going to be a wide open midi or somebody's going to double and then they don't know they double and it's going to be an open corner three. It's another thing we heard Coach AK talk about was guys going to the paint without a plan. First thing you're going to do against you, I'm watching film, it's easy. I'm going to pack the paint. Y'all, shoot. Shoot against us. We're late contest. We're going to double. This guy can't. He, we don't believe he can pass out of these double teams. And he, even if he do, y'all not going to knock down the three. It's the, the tape is right there. What I'm Okay, EG, you're going to drive it to the paint. We're going to constrict the paint. What you going to do? You're going to force up a shot. You're going to turn it over. We off. We in transition. Because one thing that UAB hasn't done well, they, hasn't, they haven't scored well without consistently generating turnovers. 
they I feel like we need to get out and transition to get easy buckets in order to get good offense. Because in the half court, it's easy. It's easy against us. Pack the paint, double, don't let us score in the paint. You know, you're easy going to love it. It's going to be hard to drive when you don't have driving lanes. You don't have shooters, right? So what you going to do? You're going to force something and you're going to throw an errant pass. You're going to throw it, throw it down to JD. He ain't going to score on this, right? Let's box out JD. Let's box out Yex. Who else going to get rebounds, right? Let's, let's crash the glass. Let's challenge this team. We don't believe they have a true – they got one true shot blocker. Like, we was talking about film on other teams, but teams – I feel like now we've been getting our ass whooped because I feel like teams got film on us, and we all know how to beat us. So the thing about – the thing about uh, basketball is really a counterpuncher's game. We're going to take this away. We're going to have to prove to do this. You have to find ways to loosen up defenses and – we what's our counterpunch? We haven't had one counterpunch. We was forcing the ball. Remember, go back to that Clemson game. One thing I remember is it was so hard for us to score. Like JD was just making good plays. They were getting like wide open dunks. You know, a lot of teams would go back to Bradley, all the wide open threes. We were like having to make spectacular plays to score. Those problems still exist today. But now they're amplified because teams like, oh, this continues to work against them. Now Arkansas State is beating our ass, right? Like they've had one, two games. Now they're beat. So the miss, so the miss took us to the woodshed. Like everybody, like now, now, what are we gonna do? Because we don't have a counter. You know, we don't have a counter, and it's on those players because I feel like I was always a player that said, no, I don't care. A coach ain't got to motivate me. I've always said, and I heard this from somebody, and it stuck with me. It was like, give me the guy that I have to calm down versus the guy I got to pimp up. If you constantly got to pimp up somebody, you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. I need the guy that I need to be like, man, calm down, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can do that. I can do that. But I can't keep propping you up. You're your own man. I, I just don't. See, are those guys gonna counterpunch? Are we? I don't. I don't see us with anything else. So um, we're gonna see. You know, we got uh, Alabama A and M. We'll see how that game go. Um, <laughs> we should win. Should should I even say that at this point? I don't know. You know. Yeah, I wish we had like a Marshall Henderson on this team. But uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see if we got any counterpunches. We'll see if we have any leadership. If we have any edge and fire. Um. We'll see. Hey, uh, w- one last stat, little nugget, as you were talking about getting out in transition, Darian. So UAB had five fast break points this game, which was obviously a season low. And we lost by whatever it was. We would lose by 20 points. So that wasn't going to be the make it, break it for us in this contest. But we were averaging 15 fast break points per game coming into this contest. So easily our worst performance there. And I go back again to the fact that we had more offensive rebounds, but – you know, we're double up in second chance points, you know, against Arkansas State. So those are little things um, that hopefully uh, the team will be able to improve on. The only thing I'm going to say, John, is um, I haven't been on social media in a few days. So I haven't seen if people are misbehaving on social media. If people are. are hey, we're getting we're getting DMs from guys like, where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't been on social media, taking a little bit of a break uh, here for a few days. I'll be back. Um, but. Uh, so I don't know if people are misbehaving, but don't don't jump ship. 
You know, it, it's one of those things like if you're listening to this episode right now, like you're you're a diehard fan or maybe you're like a random Arkansas State fan. You're like, I want to hear, you know, <laughs> them just cry about the loss they just had against us in Jonesboro. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, hopefully, hopefully the guys are able to turn it around. But either way, we're going to be here to talk about it. That's right, Jimmy. Um, and yeah, hey, two opportunities, uh, you know, Alabama A&M this Wednesday night in Huntsville. Um, but Sunday, you bring a, a D2, a Montevallo team in. So th- these are two chances to get right. And speaking of Alabama a we are not going to preview that game. Just letting you guys know that this is one of the worst teams in FBS. They, they're three hun- – hold on, what's the Kempom? Let me, I had it pulled up earlier. This this will be my preview. Hold on. Alabama at 351 out of 360. So UAB, if you if – Got an opportunity Mont- to get right. Montevallo, I'm looking it up right now. They're one and eight, so they're not much better. They lost to uh, Barry University. They lost to UAH, and they lost to uh, Lee University, Mississippi State, and Delta State University. That's your that's your Montevallo preview. <laughs> well, I, I know about UAB, and we just got our ass beat by Arkansas State, who is <laughs> You know, yep. until we until we prove that we can talk about somebody else, you know what I'm saying? I don't I just that's and that's how I've always been, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just me. I ain't talking about the team. This is my take. I can't sit there. When I was at UAB, we was losing, we'll be like, Oh, you play such and such next. I'd be like, dude, we ain't got the room to talk about like if I'm a fighter, if I fight in high school, I got beat up by three dudes. I ain't finna look at it like, oh well. You know, Chris, you could beat up Chris right there. I'm like, well, <laughs> everybody looking at me saying that you could beat up Darian. You know what I'm saying? And so and, until I go on a streak showing that I've improved myself, then I don't care who we play. Honestly, I don't really care who we play. It's all about us at this point. Uh, we can beat this team. We can beat them by 15 points. But if that 15 points is just because we were more talented, I'm going to be unhappy because the process – the process is what I'm worried about. So we, we're going to see. And we're going to see what that process looks like. And then we can go from there. Hey, Montevallo's got two players from here at Trustful High School on their team. That's what's up. That's where I went. Husky, <laughs> Husky fast, man. Husky. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, thank you to uh, Cahaba Brewing for uh, sponsoring us this year, football and basketball. Uh, I, I forgot to mention, check out their website, cahababrewing.com. Uh, to look at all of their offerings, but we'll be back next week to uh, hopefully have a good recap on Alabama A&M and the Montevallo Falcons. Is it the Falcons? That's right. I already looked it up. Yep. Rise up. See, now, you, see, now y'all got to <laughs> Alabama A&M looking at this game like, shit, we can... Oh, I do have, we, we there like, <laughs> no, that's what Alabama A&M doing. They looking at like, oh man, it's an opportunity. We can get a win on right. deep one, man. We can get this win. Yeah. So y'all gotta be thinking that, like, oh man, come on. Yeah, I'm leaving yeah, it in. If, if if people made it to the 36 minute mark, I mean, they die hard. All right, Jimmy, send us out. Hey, if we don't go two and zero this week, we're not recapping next week. 